You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Showtime. Get excited, ma'am, fam, because September is almost over. Yeah. Get excited, but that means still two episodes to go for Mad About Movies. Remember a time when we used to do movies people saw? Man. Don't know. <laughs> that was a fun show. It's been a while, though. It's been a little bit less every year, uh, it seems. <laughs> and September is just, I mean, it's, we talk about hashtag dumped on Netflix movies, right? These are worse than those. A lot of them are. It's like, why are these even getting national? Can't we just take a month off? For yeah. September, just no, no movie. Yeah, no movies come out. Everyone just, just kind of chills. We'll show know, old we, movies we, in the theaters. Like you just catch up on stuff. Yeah, like by every then, you know, Avengers is already trip. out on Blu-ray by then, and we're all just kind of recap the year and reset for Oscar season. I'm all for that. <laughs> or just release, have some more popcorny kind of movies in September to give us some kind of a a re, rejuvenation. You know, so, so we're not just completely games. beaten over the head by the time September gets here. <laughs> football games in the theaters. They all serve alcohol and everything now anyway. They're basically sports bars. Just September, we just college and pro football all day, per day on the big screen. They make more money, right, than, than mm-hmm. this stuff? Yeah. We can't, we can't do any worse, that's for sure. Well, uh, <laughs> plus, plus, sometimes you get to see Kent on the big screen, which is fun, kind of yeah. fiddling around, yeah. you know? Yeah, there you go. You never know. Um, Lining up in the slot. Hey, yeah, they might. Cowboys could use me this year. I think they could. Oh, um, they could use Dallas more, but okay. Yeah. Dallas is in his habitat and just perfectly happy. <laughs> he can keep his nose clean, you know? That's the problem. <laughs> well, he saw the suspension. <laughs> I am totally bearing the lead here uh, yeah. on this episode because standing by via satellite is Batman Shane. Are you there? <laughs> I am here. Oh, I am I'm wow. here to answer the call. Well, yeah, we put the, the Batman Shane signal out. and yeah, yeah, it's not, it's, You would think it was just the bat signal, but it's not. It's the Batman Shane signal. So it's just a less than Jake logo. Yeah, we shoot into the sky. It's awesome. It's just a ska Any, dancer. Yep. Yeah, we don't have very many rules on this show, but we do have one hard and fast rule in that is when there is news on multiple Joker movies, we call <laughs> Batman Shane. And that's, we're steadfast to that. This is a heavy, heavy DC catch-up time right now. Um, for Matt about movies, movie news, rumors, rumblings segment for this week. Um, we've been putting off some DC talk for a few weeks. Had to get Batman Shane on here to catch up on everything. Um, Shane, I will not give away... But he, you do work at a major studio in Hollywood. Just a little background on you. Um, don't want to get you in any trouble for some opinions <laughs> tonight. Um, so you have credi- of, credibility that way. Vi- Vivid Entertainment Zone. Yeah. Shane entirely. <laughs> right there by In-N-Out Burger. It's great. Convenient. <laughs> um, and also, you work uh, – you are the biggest Batman fan ever, and you know you are well-versed on all things Batman on all fronts, TV, comic books – um, just you're you're the biggest Batman fan that's ever existed. I think I I'd be hard pressed to find a bigger Batman fan than you. So, all that being said, uh, Brian, I guess can maybe clarify some of this news. But from what I understand, <laughs> is what what has happened here is Henry Cavill, Superman, has said, "All right, peace," 
and um, I'll grow my mustache yeah. whenever I want, sirs. <laughs> and and Affleck has been like, wait, you can, you can do, that? do that. And he's like, all right, peace too. And those guys I are went out. to rehab for nothing. Yeah. Um. So that's I think that's the story. We were actually on our our weekly talk sport um, radio hit. We so if you're a UK Mam Fam listener, we were on talk sport. Over there at midnight on Wednesdays, randomly on their late night show, we talk movies on there. So if you're a UK listener, pop on there and listen to Brian, uh, Richard, or I try to translate what they're saying into something yeah. that we can say. So I talk a, a lot about aluminium, a lot of aluminium talk, <laughs> uh, mostly that. And then yeah. I just work in zebra. Mm-hmm. Chance I, get. I wear a barrister's wig when I do the live hit, which is fun. It's a lot of a lot of Ricky Gervais stuff, by the way. Did you know yeah. he's an atheist? I had no idea. D- didn't know that. Wow. He's never mentioned. He's never mentioned yeah. it in any I'm of these. Usually, his... just too busy laughing to right. hear what he's actually saying. You know, it's just such a funny guy. <laughs> no, I I I will. Hey, uh, I can, va- I can I vouch for some too. good Gervais stuff, but I was just uh, yeah, he has some good. I'm, stuff. I'm just fine. saying that in jest. But seriously, listen to us it's over true. there. But uh, but no, we were. I was on there. And uh, we had three movies planned to uh, talk about, and then they stopped down. And they were like, they scratched all the movies, and they were like, "We got to talk about this DC news." I'm like, "What is going on?" Urgent like, news. Like, Henry Cavill's out, and we're freaking out over here because, like, you know, he's a huge deal over uh, in yeah. London. He's the he, he became Superman. You know, it's the biggest of American role probably out there, and he's doing it and, and all this thing. And uh, so he's out. And I th- I'm thinking they're it's a bit the entire time. Like I'm not really kind of reacting to it. I'm like. I, I need to know some details about what happened because I heard, you know, different story or whatever, but it's true. So, A, Shane, Batman Shane, how, yes, should, we, how should we react to this? Should we freak out? Is the Snyderverse still alive and kicking? What, what do you know from the insider's well, perspective? So from, so from what I hear, basically, if, if I may jump in, I, I don't think the judges that Henry that. Cavill is dropping out as Superman. What I heard has happened was that they DC was planning on scheduling a Superman cameo uh, in Shazam. He was going to show up at some point during Shazam. Mm. Um, and due to the fact that Henry Cavill is now cast in the uh, the Witcher, that Netflix show that they're going to start production on soon enough, they he were not some wicked to... chops for it. He's, yeah, not, yeah. he's not willing to shave those chop sideburns. He's, yeah, Shazam. I was like, he's going for some crazy sideburns. I dig it. Um, <laughs> no, Shazam is the, uh, I, I believe it's the Sinbad movie where he's the genie. Is that? <laughs> Isn't it? yeah, it's the Shaq one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but anyway, because Henry Cavill is not <laughs> appearing in Shazam now, uh, there is no slated Superman sequel on the docket for DC and they don't have any plans to put him anywhere else. So, even though he hasn't resigned as Superman, there is just no plans to use him as Superman in the foreseeable future. So I think his agent real was real quick to be like, oh, oh, oh he's not quitting as Superman. We're just we don't know what we're going to do with him, which I think is smart. I think <laughs> that is very DC, weird. Yeah, I think if you're DC, it's it's time to really, you know, take take a look at yourself in the mirror and kind of figure out what's going on instead of right. firing all these random shots across the bow. <laughs> So maybe don't don't greenlight 17 Superman movies at once. Let's just kind of figure out where we need to take the well, universe and go from there. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Now, no, I, I mean, have heard, not to jump subjects, but I have heard that that after Henry Cavill may or may not have been out, Affleck was definitely like, oh, no, I'm out for sure. Like, I'm done. 
I'm yeah, out of this. Finally. He was out. Yeah. Yeah. He he's clearly hated everything that he is doing well in life, but certainly with that franchise for it seems like a decade, but definitely the last two or three years. Like he clearly did not want to be a part of this once Batman well, the, v Superman. The story is so there. funny. I, and everyone thinks he's telling it as a joke, but I think he's actually serious. His like go-to talk show story is like, I did this movie so that my son would think I'm cool as Batman. And then my, all my son wants to talk about is, is Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Just, <laughs> right. And he's like super bummed about it. And everyone's like, ha, 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 great six minute <laughs> right. talk show story. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he's a lot in of rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's super bummed about that. Yeah, I think that's the true. only reason he did it. Yeah. And now he's like, Oh, this was a mistake. Yeah. It's, um... yeah, I had seen off of the, what you said, Shane, I'd seen that, uh, DC Warner brothers, wanted the Shazam cameo appearance to be not necessarily free, but not count towards his commitment, like his contract commitment. And he was like, no, if I'm in the movie, then I'm in the movie. And that's one of my whatever four movies. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame him for that. That's fair. It's fair. That's absolutely. But, um, I don't, I can't remember what the contract because he's done three movies now, I think. Mm -hmm. So he, it's got whatever his contract is. He, he that that was a sticking point, I think, for the, and that's when it got. From what I what I understand, kind of putting the pieces together, it seems like that's when it got ugly between the two sides of just like, if you want me to do it, that's fine, but that's in my contract. That's part of what I'm doing, and and that's then trying him not to do that. So Marvel was smart to sign Samuel L. to a 47 picture deal for that <laughs> right. reason. It's like those cameos count. Right. Mm-hmm. The, uh... But, but you know, knowing <laughs> Warner Brothers, right, like he's oh. going to do the Witcher and he's going to be like, he's going to be clean shaven and he's going to have like long gray hair and they're going to be like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Just come back and play Superman. Like, we'll CG it out. Like, we'll just, <laughs> you know, it's just cool. Find nobody, nobody will notice. No one will even notice that you don't have the right facial hair. How can they even tell? It's amazing that it took them, I don't know, how many movies to figure this out. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it's, it's, Crazy to me that even when Ben Affleck, fresh off an Oscar, when he was cast as Batman and didn't work out with uh, the Zack Snyder experiment, contrary to what you think, uh, Shane, it was Batman v Superman, the uh, court case of the century, was not that well received. um, Oh, yes, agreed. But so even after that failed and then Ben Affleck was like, listen – I'm out unless something changes. And they're like, okay, well, you know what? Here, here's complete control of Batman. They gave him the property and said, you can write it, you can direct it, you can do whatever you want. Even after that, he was like, well, I'm still good, I think. That's that's pretty that's pretty um, shocking to me that he wouldn't at least give it a go and be like, all right, here's what right. I think Batman should be. And if it doesn't work, fine, and I'll do something else. And that'll be my Batman movie. But it's just amazing that, I mean, those... You only get the rights to that once in a lifetime, that that chance. And oh, I totally. mean, he's just completely right, beaten yeah. over the head with being involved or, you know, maybe the executive producers were still people he didn't want to work with or something like that. But um, it is, yeah, it, it's a bold move to just give Batman and Superman the stiff arm in this, in this business. Um, even though Ben Affleck's going to do great things, it's just, uh, I would have thought he would have at least tried his own solo movie or something. He didn't really get a, fair shake he was in batman v superman and then justice league and that's it that's his legacy as batman it's it's sad yeah and the other thing that was kind of a shame too again it's like with with all these movies but marvel seems to be able to do it just fine is like people forget that batman superman came out 
And like the week it came out, a whole cast got shipped to London to start filming Justice League. So it was mm-hmm. too late to yeah. course correct at that point, right? It's not like, you know, whether you like the Christopher Nolan movies or you don't, like that's a point that Christopher Nolan brought up. He's, he's like, you know why people like my movies? Because in between Batman films, I had four years to get the script right. Yeah. And to go through 800 drafts until I liked it. Like these people literally had a week to figure out if it worked or not. Yeah. And then they yeah. had to shoot it. That's what happens. They have all these release dates, and you know, that they've already pre-booked. You book that's on Wonder the studio Woman. too. They tried to catch up in yeah. one week to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do the, that's the original yeah. sin. The original sin of this whole thing is really on WB more than DC of just like, they got jealous and they realized that these properties, instead of like testing the waters a little bit, which by the way, Marvel did people forget. I mean, if Iron Man would have sucked, they would have regrouped. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they did that. They Hey, yeah. for the next 20 years, we're making three movies a year. They didn't ever do that. Um, they kind of figured out the formula and then exploited it. Uh, right. They D, uh, WB decided to skip that step and and realize. And, so and, chesty about it. Too. So chesty. Oh, and, and, and they should have <laughs> been to an extent because, like, quite frankly, as someone who's not a comic nerd, I don't mean nerd pejoratively. I just mean, you know, uh, I'm a nerd in many other ways. Uh, but it's, you know, they do have, in my opinion, better properties. So I get them being like a little bit chesty about it, but you've got to like, you know, beta test this stuff a little bit with some smaller films, work your way up, do it. You know, if things don't work, then abandon go, you know, imagine if, if they just hadn't planned this whole thing out and had made uh man of steel. Okay. Meh. All right. We can improve a few things and then done BVS or whatever came next and then done Okay, no, this didn't work at all. And then in Wonder Woman, and then plan their yeah. next phase, then it's probably a lot better, but they had already made the phase. You know, it's it's crazy. I think it, yeah. I think that was probably their biggest mistake was not letting the solo movies come out before Justice League um, or Batman v Superman. And I still think they should have done a Batman movie before attempting that or done another Superman or introduce yeah. these and characters. And also make them good. Yeah, that would be make, make good movies too. Um but uh, as soon as they had the I, the manifest. clearance to do a Batman against Superman thing, they did it. Um, that felt rushed. And then once Wonder Woman was, was a success, they did all they could, you could tell, to make Justice League more Wonder Woman-y, which messed After that production. up. Um, and, <laughs> right. it's, and Aquaman hasn't even come out yet. And then we're going to get a Flash good movie. Buzz, though. Good buzz. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Shane's all over that buzz. He sends us those yeah. buzz links all my, my, the time. My insiders are telling me good things. That's all. I just report <laughs> the news. I've seen the trailer. I'm, I think I'm, I'm yeah. good. His I'm insiders good are a couple of dolphins. Yeah, they're <laughs> in the water. They're physically in the water. It's the only time thing they've hey, seen. Cool. Shane's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there. Uh, well, uh, so my the big question of all of this is – what happens to the piss jar cinematic universe? Is that still on? Cause <laughs> I want that storyline to be zoom in. Yeah. It's going to zoom in like, uh, the end of men in black or with like the, <laughs> the kid playing with the marbles or whatever, where like the P jar is the, the piss jar is kind of the, what ties it all together. And you realize at the end that a lot of these movies were pl- taking place in the piss jar. I mean, it's like, yeah. it kind of becomes a Russian doll and that's very a weird metaphor tied for God, but, but very bold. <laughs> it's so funny. Like you guys have said that so often now that I think you've tainted me to the point where I was watching the firm today, the, the Tom Cruise movie, the firm for work and Holly Hunter's in that movie. And when she showed up on screen, my first thought was she almost drank piss. <laughs> 
was actual the scene thing I in thought, the movie. Like, not not like, oh man, she was great in Raising Arizona. Like I literally just associate her with the piss jar. Now. Well, it's hard to forget when the climax yeah, of the biggest superhero movie of all time involves a jar of pee <laughs> yeah, true. in a courtroom. Broadcast news yeah. or that. I mean, obviously right. one's going to win. Right. We got other DC stuff to talk. Though. We do. We got other big news that we got to get Shane's opinion on. Yeah. Go for it, Richard. Break the news. Well, I mean, there's there. I don't know if this is really news, but we have. Well, we'll go. What order should we do these in, Brian? Uh, I, I don't even care. I hate them all. I'm, I'm, I know <laughs> you're anti. I'm pro one and anti the other. Yeah. All right, we'll go anti first. I think the one that we're all universally out on. Um, so they're making for some reason more uh, Joker and Harley Quinn with Jared Leto because it was really well received, and they want to explore that more. And they said, "What? What's the combination, Brian? I just want to make you say yeah, it because it, I want to hear the anger." The writers. <laughs> yeah. They don't. I don't even think they have a director for this. Nah. Why, well, they won't yeah. ever. Why cool. not? Cool, cool, cool. Who needs that? It's just the like the union of hot topic managers are directing it <laughs> together. They're yeah, banking it, hard it, on their it, Harley it, Quinn stock. Richard, yeah, I feel like right. you could get bowls to direct it. That would be the. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The the writers have said. <laughs> what they're going for this is which is the 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 ideal the bullseye of what we're going for with this if we do this right right perfectly it will be a combination oh man i can't wait let me guess let me guess okay all right okay yeah no i haven't haven't seen this you don't know this no no i don't i don't know this but i love these hollywood all right it's like oceans meets so much star trek you, you know there's always you got to cross okay. two properties yeah, but, okay yeah brian is right whatever you think it's gonna be Ken, it's right. gonna be worse than you imagine and keep in mind it's the people that think jared leto's joker and harley quinn is a good idea to explore more of so brian take it away all right you got any guesses yeah i'm gonna things. go pulp fiction meets this is us that's actually it's pretty close because i'm looking at the front page us. of imdb and those are the first two ads on here and i will screenshot it <laughs> This is us plus. Oh, it is. This is us. Bad Santa. Bad. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have a copy of Bad Santa on my desk right now. Oh my Dude. gosh! I should have I, said that. I almost said that. I will. I will send you a picture of it right now to prove I am not lying. That is <laughs> that is very odd. Just, bad. Okay. Bad Santa yeah, bad means Santa this, is us. this is well, us. Well, I mean, that's my. So, that's why I have this on my desk. I just think about what what we can cross over with Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah. I preferred the Bad Santa um, Finding Dory crossover that yeah, I had. Well, they tried that and it didn't work. It, it, yeah, it was well, a good idea. It, it was a good idea. You well, guys, I, I guess you haven't read my spec script though for Bad Santa plus Game of Thrones. That's <laughs> so I read. I opus. read the full. I actually it read the full quote. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I read the full quote from the writers, and basically the the writers. That, that worked on this movie they they wrote bad santa and they wrote this oh, is okay. us. they've written episodes of this is us so what so they said like was it's going to be like our work on bad santa and our work on this is us oh. but you have to know when you say that people are going to just get the the spark notes version of the headline i had a rage stroke i i there was no way i could click the article <laughs> i i actually died i know well and especially because and i know i'm completely on the outs on this i've never seen this is us and i cannot <laughs> stress I cannot favorite, stress and... that there is not enough money in the world to get me interested in that show. <laughs> there just isn't. Sorry. You're too I, far I, gone now. 
Uh, Shane, but can I ask you a question? You cry too much. You're, you're, you're right. Have you seen Manifest? Uh, <laughs> no. I <laughs> know I have not. Richard's got a solo Manifest episode coming. Just... Manifest is lost plus CSI plus <laughs> This Is Us. Just giant party <laughs> where everybody eats plus mana? Bad Santa. Yeah. Plus Bad Santa. A little <laughs> dusting of Bad Santa on top. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in on Manifest. Best show ever made. I'm back I, on I TV. Assume... I'm retired, guys. I assume that I would feel the same way about This Is Us that critics seem to feel about that dude's new movie called Life Itself. Oh, Have you guys yeah. seen the reviews yeah. and all that yeah. stuff? And he's yeah. so shocked by it. He's <laughs> going. Yeah, he blamed I us. I like him, actually. Yeah, uh, you you guys are the problem, critics. Right. You don't know what you're doing. You, you, you're you all, Speaking. you know, yeah. You're all a bunch of stuck-up imbeciles who don't know how to do your jobs. Uh, yeah. well, might be right on that part. Yeah, that part, true. true. You also make okay, but you good. can't say that. You know what you do? Here's the move. You say that when you score 88%. You go, critics are stupid. You know, I don't want you insult. You insult from a position of strength, but when you get a 13%, you just look petty and you didn't see it. I think he phrased it too is like, well, the reason that they don't like it is because it's emotional and it's P and, and old stuffy white critics are just, they're not in touch with their emotions. And I'm like, that's not the thing, bro. I mean, that might be true of some people. That's not why your movie's 13%. You know what? I, I, I don't understand the artists or directors that don't ever take the high road when they do a movie and just say, you know what? It was my yeah. vision. Yeah. If you didn't like it, it's still my vision, and that's why it's art. Some people will like it, some people won't. You know, I don't understand. He's the only guy that I can think of that does that, and like he just takes criticism like, he, like he's got a concrete chin, is both. Steven Soderbergh. That movie, yeah, that guy just makes a movie, and then people crap all over it, and he's like, don't even worry about it. I got six more this year. <laughs> yep. I got I got three HBO shows. I got two documentaries and I got four more features coming out before the end of this year. It's cool. One of them was filmed entirely in a Wiener schnitzel. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, did you say a razor phone? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) In a Wiener schnitzel on a razor phone. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Only on Tuesdays. That's why the movie's called Tuesdays only. I shot it only on Tuesdays. All right. Be honest. And we'll do percent chance here because I won't go in the super. I'm, you know, I'm heading to Las Vegas in the morning. So I'm I'm obviously in a gambling odds uh, point uh, way of thinking, but we'll just do percentage chance. What are the odds? And by odds again, I mean percentages that this Joker Harley Quinn movie gets made. Oh, yeah. It's it, if it goes decide. into production in the next six months, it's going to get made because sure. then it won't no, be too far. Yeah. But if, um, I mean, keep in mind, there's there's the other Joker movie we're about to talk about. We'll I think it gets made. And, get, and there's the other Harley Quinn movie that we got to talk yeah, about. What's yeah. What's it called? Uh, Birds, Birds of Prey. Prey. Birds of Prey. Yeah. yeah. Is that Sirens of Gotham is what yeah. it's going to be yes. called. Okay. Yes. So that'll be in this universe. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. I think they do it solely. We, we joked about it off the top, but solely for the merchandising. I think it's a cash Hot grab, topic, if anything. I mean, yeah. Margot Robbie and Jared Leto are two extremely marketable stars. You put them in the top, sure. put them in a trailer, have a put a bat- Batman villain or put the new Batman, whoever that's going to be in this. And um, I think I think you're it, it sells itself, right? Um, you put it out in September mm-hmm. or something like that, make make it a low stakes deal. I think they do it. Um, but that's a good transition over to the the other Joker movie, Todd mm-hmm. Phillips Joker movie that they're pre- doing principal photography on right now and um excited about this Joaquin Phoenix starring and everything it's just 
too much <laughs> for me right now. Like, quit tweeting the picture every day. Like, I kind of would want to see what it was look like, maybe like in the first teaser or something like that. It's kind of ruined the mystique of it for me. I'm still really excited because the the teaser that that they did show, the one little clip that he released with uh, kind of like projecting Joker's face over mm-hmm. his face was really clever and would have been a great first teaser um, kind of out of nowhere. But um, that being said, Joaquin's great. He's maybe my top five actors of all time. So uh, excited to see what he does. But I want to hear a true Batman fan's <laughs> thoughts on this. Are you guys uh, angry in the Batman meetings or about this? Or are you guys <laughs> celebrating in the Batman <laughs> meetings? In a Batcave. You Y'all know, go to actual caves to do them, right? I think that it's quite literally a mixed bag. I, I, I think that people are kind of cautiously opt speaking as a representative of the the entire batman fan community uh i think it's kind of a mixed bag i think that you know there is no doubt on anyone's mind that joaquin is going to crush this um i mean he you know look at his last like 10 movies the dude has not turned in a stellar you know a less than stellar performance um out the gate i think todd phillips is a better filmmaker than people give him credit for like did anybody else see that movie war dogs did you guys do an episode yeah. on war yeah, dogs we did. Yeah, yeah we did yeah it was pretty good i, I enjoyed okay. it i thought it was miles really teller was in it but other than that it was yeah, yeah. i mean I, jonah hill was great i like, like so the jonah dude, hill part you know that dude can do just more than the cup like, was solid the cup. though the cup that was <laughs> the cup was killer in that and it was yeah. just like the chemistry he has with teller is it's like the oscars aren't even paying attention you know? I, I know dude it's i know he like... got the globe but <laughs> it's, uh, people like... have moved on to piss jars now guys cups yeah, cups are old news tells you yeah thanks obama for that but like <laughs> the, the cup he wins best cup every year i i but you know what does that like mean? The Andy I mean, Circus thing. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. He, more. Uh, he's better than Andy Circus, but yes, I see what you mean. Anyway, I'm sorry, Shane. Continue. No, you're fine. But that's like a said, that's so I, a third rail for me. I can you know the cup stuff just gets me going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, but so Todd Phillips, I think is going to do a good job. I think Joaquin's going to crush it. Joaquin. I don't know if I keep. I, I, I can never say that dude's name right. I feel like I'm mispronouncing it's it every time. Joke win. I think. No, <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh, you know, I, here's the thing. Two two things I will say. The, the makeup seems a little, I don't know. I don't know if this is like kind of the final form of the Joker or what it is, right? I just sent you guys a picture. But, like, you can see that in the 2008 Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's Joker wears a mask at the beginning of the film that has a lot of blue and uh, red paint on it. And then that's referencing a mask that, uh, that Cesar Romero wore in the 66 Batman show. But both of those masks are worn by the Joker before he reveals, like, his true face. So the fact that there's a lot of blue and a lot of red, I don't know if this is, like, the final form of the Joker, but I I kind of hope it is, or it's not, because it, I, I can't say I'm digging the makeup too much. It kind of seems to lack that kind of menacing effect that you want. Um, yeah. and, it's, and it's not like it's... That's the thing. It's like, I think comic book fans are often, like... We just feel annoyed because, like, when we watch these movies, like, we're not asking for people to reinvent the wheel here. You know what I mean? Like, just put him in a purple suit and do, like, a creepy smile with a little black eyeliner. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to go crazy. I don't know. What do you guys feel about the the makeup? Like, You said the same about your prom date, to be fair. And, <laughs> and I've seen a couple of different images. Known you for a it. long time, dude. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. it's all that I'm, you know, is as in on this as I can. I have crazy i have superhero fatigue period this world i mean that's just the world but that's a different conversation i have joker fatigue because you know heath ledger crushed it and that was but that's 
11 years ago by the time this comes out. Um, Jared Leto, I just pretend that doesn't exist, but still it's like, seems too soon. But if anyone's, I mean, I've people that listen to the show every week. know Joaquin's my favorite American actor. I think he's a genius. I watch him in anything and everything. I would be a hundred percent out on this. Uh, but his involvement has me pretty in on it. And I don't know what I know. Todd Phillips is a fine filmmaker. He's made uh fine movie. You know, the hangover is actually a very good movie. Uh, and also funny, and he's made some funny movies in the past. Um, it, it, I like I like when people work outside of their noted genre. I think that from Adam McKay to all across the board, that always leads to kind of interesting things. Uh, but this, yeah, I'm in on this like 80%, but all 80% of that is because if this was, oh gosh, I don't even know who to even, uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't even, I'm trying to think of an actor that would make the, just kind of a middle too like like adrian brody right yeah or even bigger than that i'm thinking like i'm trying to think of who's turtle from entourage yeah jerry ferrara (laughs) obviously oh i'd be in on that because you haven't seen joker without a freaking kansas city royals flag jim parsons if (laughs) jim parsons he would be Bazinga. the Bazinga thing would work as the Joker. What are you doing in here? Bazinga. <laughs> yeah, Richard has a point. That would be the first and only time that Bazinga joke actually landed. <laughs> yeah, he shoots a gun and the flag comes out and says yeah. Bazinga. Yeah, and then he's like, "Let's hear about flags." Like, oh no. Um, but uh, no, I mean, just you know, your token maybe gets nominated for an Oscar every couple years kind of actor, even someone very good. I'd be like, I'm so over the Joker, but I love like, and he always does interesting stuff and he's such a tender, beautiful actor. And if he, if any, and I don't really care about the Joker's origin story. I like that he's random and mayhem and is basically Iago with no backstory. And I love that. But if anyone's going to get me interested in that and can make that interesting, it will be Joaquin Phoenix. Who's awesome. So I'm in on this surprisingly. And I'm normally out on every, I'm kind of out on, I'm, I'm only in on manifest in this, um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I am, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'll, you know, this put it to you this way. If we did not do this podcast, I would probably still see this in theaters unless the buzz is just dread- dreadful, but I think it'll be good. Brian, I good, think dude, I'm already hearing buzz. <laughs> no, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> the dolphins are talking, <laughs> <laughs> but well. no, I'm, 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 I'm probably the most excited of all of us, but it's my favorite actor. So that's obvious. Yeah, Brian, so, it would be like if, uh, you know, Kyle Chandler was Joker, you'd probably yeah. be in on it, you know? No, I've said I've said previously, we're at the point where DC Warner Brothers could announce a new DC Warner Brothers property, and it'd be like Ryan Gosling versus Michael B. Jordan and Rachel McAdams directed by Steven Spielberg. And I'd be like, okay, well, show me, because you guys have ruined everything to this point, so I, I don't... I just I'm I will not ever be excited about another DC Warner Brothers movie until they do three three good ones in a row. That's my rule. So Joaquin as Joker, that sounds very interesting. I'm super uninterested in another Joker movie. Todd Phillips, you guys all make good points with him, but I just don't care. Like his name just doesn't do anything for me. And having seen how Warner Brothers has messed up other direct, I, I just I'm uninterested in what's. I like the cast. I, I just I don't care about this property at all. It to me it's like you, I mean you're right Richard like I'm not I'm not dogging on you guys for being excited about it. I've just been like I don't know beaten and jaded by this whole process. But like 
it's all built on well joaquin phoenix is, is the joker and that's great that's very exciting i would be super excited about this five years ago before we saw all of the warner brothers dc movies you know it's yeah, just but i think this one's taking place away. really outside of the universe films so, I, I, I just so. am at the i'm, True, I'm in a yeah. I'm at but, show me, don't tell me. Good writer. And, sure, and totally. The marketing Fair. campaign is continuing to, is annoying me. It's mm-hmm. very, I think you're right, Kent. Like it's, it seems. It is way too early. It seems yeah. adjacent to what they've been doing this entire time where it's just like, see guys, see, see what we're doing. See, is it cool? Isn't it cool? And you're just like, I, can you just make a freaking movie? Just make a good movie. That's all I care about. Just make well, a good and, movie. And Richard, to Brian's point too, like exactly. This is a little too early because the thing is like, Todd Phillips could shoot this incredibly awesome movie that could win Oscars and then Warner brothers could test screen it and be like, Ooh, Ooh, we don't like this. Um, what if you added a scene with a puppy ah, ah, or like, you know, just started recutting it or did like all this other crazy stuff to Fist it. Jars, sure. Right. I mean, just started adding stuff to it. Right. I mean, that's, you know, suicide squad had a zillion and a half problems, but one of the problems that Suicide Squad had is that it looked like it was edited by 15 people touching one mouse at the same time. Right. So, well, you know, this cocaine. movie could be awesome. And then, you know, Warner Brothers could hack this thing to bits and neuter it, basically. This, so, yeah, this feels like, honestly, is Todd Phillips uh, maybe having this idea, doing the screenplay, writing this with a friend, you know, and yeah, it taking it to them, taking it to them and saying... Hey, you know, I know you guys got stuff going on. It's going really well for you guys financially, but I've got this Joker project. If you want to take a look at it, and they're like, maybe they read the script and they're like, hey, it looks looks pretty good. But here's fifty million dollars. Go do it, you know. And they're and like, this is fifty five million dollars. Like, nah. and he's like, what if I could get Joaquin to star? And they're like, go for it. What do we have to lose, you know? And if this doesn't work. We'll do our Jared Leto thing still and move on with our plans. But to me, this is it's low risk high reward for them to do this uh because i bet joaquin only signed on for this there's no way he signed on for a multi-picture yeah that's why he didn't do doctor strange yeah Yeah, he turned down doctor strange yeah right yeah he was like i'd love to do a doctor strange movie but i don't want to do the eight movies that require me to you know that are required of me to do that yeah Um, and and to be honest you know this is it's inevitable that this movie is going to be compared to the dark knight with the dark if it takes on any kind of darker tone joker thing you'd be like well was it better than Ledger? Was it better than Nolan? And all, all these comparisons, it's 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 inevitable. So that's a disadvantage for Todd yeah. Phillips. He's really going to have to pull out all the stops and make this a great film for people mm-hmm. to to get yeah. people's respect. Honestly, otherwise, it's gonna well, be like, yeah, well, Joaquin was great, but movie sucked. Todd Phillips needs to stick to doing comedy or whatever they're going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right? It would help. He's to... taking a lot of a lot on by committing to do this. Like, uh, yeah, unless he thinks yeah. it's great. I don't know. I think it hurts them as well that we have the conversation that we just had where there are there's another joker movie and also mm-hmm. suicide squad 2 i guess we'll have joker in it if it ever gets made and then the the margot robbie birds of prey thing it's mm-hmm. too much joker centric stuff it's confusing it's hard to differentiate between the two i was uh, was talking to Lindsay, my wife about it yesterday and was like uh, about because because of the uh this is us bad santa thing and she was just like, wait, there's multiple jo-. She couldn't, she, you know, she's not <laughs> well, a yeah, huge, that's That's and a and different that's a conversation, huge, though. I mean, is. that's idiotic, for it sure. I, I think that's that what that makes is, me optimistic about this, the whole thing. I, for me, I'm the opposite. It's, it's, that adds to my feeling that you guys still yeah. have no freaking clue what you're doing. And so no, they why don't. would I that it's, you're going to get it right, you know? No, that they don't. But the advantage of that is that they're desperate for, like, a hit. 
in the zeitgeist. I think Kent's very right in that. I think what the DC WB corporate people want to do is the Leto, you know, continue down that road of that universe building. And this will be separate from that. And it's basically like, Hey, you guys own this property. So I have to make this with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's separate from all this is of a, that. This is an origin story. Prequel. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I, that makes me more excited for it is that through the mayhem of all that, I think this will maybe also be a little bit left alone. The budget's not unreasonable and we could get something. It could, I mean, it could be crap. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm Joker fatigued and, and everything fatigued out. I'm just tired. Um, except for manifest. But I think, uh, th- this I'm, I, you're absolutely right, Brian, in every point, but for some reason it, it makes me more optimistic than, than pessimistic for whatever mm. reason. Probably cause I'm stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember, remember, right? Like the thing I think that a lot of fans are skeptical about with this movie is that the Joker doesn't really need an origin story. He works better when you don't really know a lot yes. about his past. That part, I agree with. That and part. I think Brian can definitely back me up, right? I mean, it's like it's kind of like Darth Vader is awesome, and you kind of needed you you figured everything out you needed to know about Darth Vader in A New Hope, and then George Lucas was like, "What if we gave you three? <laughs> I can't do Kent's uh, George Lucas. What if we gave what? you three that's movies what, about? No, that's not what happened. happened. No." But no, you got three no Darth Vader after. origin, like you got three Darth Vader origin movies yeah. and people hated them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I worry about yeah. is like, I don't need to know why the Joker paints his face white and dyes his hair green. He just, he just does. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. It, it also doesn't help that the, that one day of positive buzz from, uh, getting Joaquin to the marketing campaign that some people are enjoying much more than I am has brought out the DC fanboys already one day has brought out some super chesty dc fanboy and that <laughs> so, makes me automatically oh, okay little, i hope we're a little I hope desperate least... for good movies right well, like it's 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 the i get the oh it's cool i mean i can't wait to see my favorite characters on screen wow they got joaquin that's awesome but it's like even if this is a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes it doesn't vindicate all of the horrible decisions that have been made in this process you know yeah, and that in fact that it, it comes across as like go look at you i told you i've been telling you you just had to wait for them to get it yeah. right like dude you oh don't don't but i wouldn't get caught up in that because of anything i mean that's online crap who cares about those people but i would say if anything if this is a 10 out of 10 and is awesome which i don't know if we think it will be i think it'll be good i don't expected to be mesmerizing or oscar worthy but let's just say it is to me that's so much more of a it validates so much more operating outside of that wbdc it shows how pitiful they were that someone had to come in and actually make this outside of their system with their property to have any sort of critical success i understand it won't be taken that way they'll take total credit for it no, I, I just i don't care what they think you know what i mean like i wouldn't get worked up about that because you know people are people that you know, if Marvel makes 14 crap movies in a row, I mean, they're they're going to still talk about how awesome, you know, uh, Black Panther was. Uh, that's going to happen. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, fanboys sure. are fanboys for a reason that the name is People are the derogatory worst. enough. <laughs> well, hopefully after all this, we can finally put to rest this uh, giant Batman logo. Worst Batman logo ever. <laughs> In the, the Snyderverse, the fat bat with the bat veins on the suit, worst bat suit. I I didn't buy into one thing that they were doing with Batman in post Christopher Nolan. What what so about you, jacked, Shane? So he was jacked. so jacked, and he was. I I got the only thing I bought in on was the voice changing like 
device that made his voice lower because I always thought it was dumb how he would change his voice when he was in the bat suit with Christian Bale, right? Even oh, people, yeah. even people that knew he was Batman, like Bruce Wayne, he would still be like talking to Lucius Fox or whatever, as you know, in, in the Bat voice or whatever. Uh, so, what what do you think about this Batman, and where where do you think it'll go down in the history of all Batmans, um, the Batfleck, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I I think that that it's 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 not going to go down as one of the favorite chapters in in the Batman history, <laughs> you know, cinematic history. Um, I, I do feel like, you know, I, look, I enjoyed Batman Superman more than you guys did, but after that, I mean, with Suicide Squad and Justice League, I mean, it's just been hit after hit after hit of poorly conceived, poorly executed movies, um, you know, with the exception of Wonder Woman. So the thing that's kind of fascinating to me that, that DC hasn't done yet, and I don't understand why they didn't do it is they, they, there's a comic storyline called Flashpoint where not to get too into the story, but flash runs into the future to, to do something to save the world or whatever. But he runs so fast when he comes back to the present day, he's basically like altered the universe. It's like every episode of the flash on CW where like Barry alters the timeline and people get mad at him. Right. But every episode. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but he changes the timeline. I don't know why the DC universe didn't put all of their efforts into making that movie like after the Justice League, mm -hmm. because you could then change the things that didn't work if Ben Affleck wants to leave, right? If Henry Cavill wants to leave, and you can keep the things that did work, like, you know, Gail Godot as Wonder Woman, and just basically do this weird, That's soft, it. and hard <laughs> reboot. <laughs> right? Yeah, everything. Do this reboot of the, of the DC universe, yeah. like, oh, well, Barry changed the timeline, now it's different, and... Now you've got John Hamm as Batman, everybody. Woo! Can you you know change, I mean? can, would Barry change in that, though? Because I'd like for him to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Could I mean, he change can, himself? You know, yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, you, it's, it's, it's comics. You can change anything you want, right? Like, so I don't know why they didn't run forward on that idea, because clearly the people that won Warner Brothers have to know that these things aren't working. So just change it, and then you can pretend like it was your plan all along yeah. to change it. Yeah. And everybody will be happy, right? Because you still maintain the mm -hmm. universe, so the fans are happy. Right. And people that don't like these movies go, oh, great, now we got rid of all the, you know, the fat off these stories, and now we can start telling good, you know, stories that people actually like to see. I so totally I don't agree. know. If they're not going to do that, I think that they should just right. let these movies come out. Let Wonder Woman, Aquaman, right? Let the, you know, scrap that Joker movie with Harley Quinn. That's got to go. And Gosh. Birds of Prey, whatever that, I mean, that, you know. Some of those storylines in the comics are cool. Let's not do a Birds of Prey movie. We don't need it. So let those movies finish. Take a hard reset five years off, right? And then start again. Try again. Sorry, guys. Mulligan, right? Totally. Yeah. Well, I'd heard that that was what they were trying to do with the Flash movie. That's been one of the rumors that has gone around is that they were doing – now, do I believe that they would have really reset the way you're talking about it? No, because they're dumb. But, right. But I, it does feel – it seemed like that was one of the things, but they can't get that movie off the ground. Like it's just, it's been through like 12 directors and stuff. I, I don't I know. know. And like 14 screenwriters too. I don't know. Right. right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's that hard to get a movie off the ground, but apparently it is for the flash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man, rough times, Batfleck. Rough times. Well, uh, hey, by the way, doing the total opposite, John Hamm. Come on, be Superman. Old Superman. Yeah, Superman. Old man, Superman. <laughs> Needs to happen. Saying with John it for Hamm. ten years. That's the all-American superhero right there. And man, I don't know who I would want to see as Batman. Hmm. 
I, I thought they set it up perfectly for Joseph Gordon-Levitt to do it when Christopher Nolan left, but it didn't happen. If John Hamm does Batman, I, I know who I want for Superman. I think it's obvious. Brian, do you know who? Roger Sterling. Well, that'd be good, too, but I'm thinking Dean <laughs> Dean Kane. <laughs> already did it. Bring him back, and we're in it. I'm going to bring him back Bale, honestly. Bring back uh, Bale for a $100 million contract. Yeah, two that's movies. true. Oh, don't forget, Army Hammer got cast as Batman back in 2007. Yeah, George people... Miller was going to make a Justice yeah. League movie, and that got scrapped. But, man, he would have been great, I think. He'd be awesome. Think, I don't think he can do that now because yeah. he is so confusing as to whether or not he actually is Henry Cable. So it, the two of them look so similar to me. I can't. I think I would have a hard Brian time being just like, wait, sees which handsome. One is that? he can't. Right? Brian yeah. Can't detect. Once you just once you get past a ten and you're <laughs> like that, I'm just like, I don't even know. It's the same person. Just a weird, weird thing. <laughs> it is weird. I like it out of you though. It's a good trait. <laughs> it's just a bright spot. No, I know oh, that guy's dude. handsome, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> if you if you cast Army Hammer's form Batman, of facial blindness. <laughs> if you cast Army Hammer's Batman, you have to introduce a new villain called Peach Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's strong. <laughs> well, that's that's an ender, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's one. Well, in more ways than one. Yeah. Hey, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> Call but, me by your name, humor, guys. Watch um, it. Watch it, kids. Don't tell yeah, your parents. No. Any other? Is there any other depressing or optimistic DC news? <laughs> uh, yeah. What Jake, about those TV shows? I yeah. mean, th- I mean, there is one other comic book story we could talk about if we want to. To no, stay topical. I, uh, we already talked about that on our after hours VIP episode. Oh, okay. Full bag on that. Yeah, we did. Wonder Woman yeah. episode, dude. It made us all uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> I do think DC, just on a bright side of things, um, this could work with the Joaquin thing. And I think Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be really well received uh, from the. They haven't shown much of that. They've shown like one screen grab of, of that so far. So that that's going to be cool, I think. If, yeah, uh, fingers crossed. Bringing bring back the whole gang for that one. And. That's pretty much it. The Shazam trailer is getting good buzz, but I don't know whether to buy this comedic Deadpool thing from DC yet. They're going for that, so more power to them, and I'm out on Aquaman. So I guess I'm October 4th of 2019 (laughs) is when the uh, Joker movie comes out, so one year from now we'll be reporting back on Batman. I do like the Halloween release date. That is actually smart. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, that that is like another like, oh, OK, maybe I really feel like here's my perception. And this is why I'm optimistic. And I could be totally wrong on both being optimistic and my perception. Like there's these conference rooms of WB and DC executives talking about Harley Quinn and Bad Santa and stuff. And Todd Phillips is just out here making a movie and no one. No, one, it's kind of like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. They were so mm-hmm. focused on Justice League that they just what was the director's name? Pardon me. I, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. It was Patty. They just kind of let Patty Jenkins do her thing, and it was awesome. And so this is the the less corporate these DCW B movies are, the more excited I get for them. But yeah, I agree. Good point. The down point on it is though, and you're right about this, Brian. I'm the marketing is cool, but I'm like, all right, we're 13 months out. Calm, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can't release, keep this up. Yeah, release this in March. Like, that's fine. That's cool, right. and I'm in on it. I like the look. I don't even have a problem with the makeup. I actually like that it's really different um, because. Obviously, there's going to be, you know, uh, 
comparisons to recent Joker. So I like that it's like kind of old fashioned and different. I'm fine with that. But I I hate the 13 month out. Like, look how cool we are. Uh, what do you, Richard? What do you think the over under on this Joker Todd Phillips movie being rated R is? Yeah, that the the October thing in, intrigues me because like, oh, could this be like a horror movie? Like that would be I'm then I'm all in. Um, I that don't would think, be awesome. I don't, and, and studios paying attention should know that a rated R movie works, right? I mean, Logan was rated R. It the yeah. Deadpool was rated R, yeah, right? You can do it. You can do. Yeah, it. it's just got to be good, right? Um, right. It just has to be good. Yeah, I. There's a difference, though. I mean, Logan's a better example. D- Deadpool's like campy violence in the F word rated R versus like actually heroin rating R. And I'm scared to see that as a 16 year old um, rated R. Uh, so I don't know marketing wise. I don't know if WB has the stomach for that because they need a hit so desperately. But maybe they're willing because of that and because of the budget, they're willing to take a risk. I don't care. I mean, I just just be good. Fifty five million dollar budget. This is going to double its money in the first weekend. Oh, yeah. It's this is going to be this is a win. Oh, yeah. Is, is that really what the budget is, Ken? Yeah, 55. Yeah, oh, my God. Go NC-17 on this thing. You'll make your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, just make it. Who? I think they get so bogged down on that kind of junk. And not yes. to say it's not a fair question, but, like, just be good. Whether it's G yeah. or, you know, uh, NC-17, I really don't care. I mean, NC-17 would be weird because, like, is everything painted? But, um, but come on. I deserve to laugh for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to hold out on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you but uh just just i think in this postmodern era these studios unless they're you know super on a track like marvel disney which they just churn out they get too cute and too they think too much just make a good movie it, whatever it is it is and just it's gonna make money because of the budget you've set a smart budget for it you let someone make it within scope and if it's organically pg-13 once you hone down the script if it's organically r you know, if you need to make two cuts to make it PG-13, well, then, of course, do it. But if you need to make 50 cuts to make it PG-13, then make it R. Who cares? Right. Just make a good movie. Right. Yeah. Your Agreed. lesson for – we've talked about this before, but your lesson from Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan is not, hey, it was R-rated, and it was very successful, so obviously that's what we need to do. It's those was, movies were good movies, yeah. and they this were is, also rated R. That's, yeah. the, you know. And, you know, Coco was good and was G and PG. I mean, it's right. and made a lot of money as well. Like these things are, not, you know, yeah. just be good. It's crazy <laughs> how buzz works. Right. And, and most importantly, true. Be true to the character. Right. There's yeah. no reason that a Captain America movie should be rated R. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But, but a waiting. Joker movie, I'm you waiting. can make the case. Right. You sure. could absolutely make the like case. Said, Joker. Sure. You, absolutely. You've approved absolutely. the script. And so, like I said, if it's naturally an r-rated script then that's fine you know don't chop it up to make pg-13 to make money but if it's on the fence and you can cut you know once throat slit then yeah okay that's i get that you want to have the biggest audience possible but right. make it a throat but, rip instead yeah we suggest. <laughs> yeah group style gobble, gobble, Go for the turkey exactly <laughs> well cool i know there. you're not into it uh so a lot going on in the dceu these days um, some of it good, maybe a lot of it bad, but nonetheless, it's always good to catch up on the state of the DCEU with Batman Shane. The court is now adjourned <laughs> until next time. Dung, dung. Take your piss jars and go <laughs> home. All right, let's move on and uh, let's bring in our guest for our review. Now we're here to talk a simple favor with one of our good friends back. 
Mm. Welcoming her back to the show. Back by popular demand, Ellen. Woo! Good to have you. Well, glad to be back. We just tore the roof off with Batman Shane. I mean, the the VIP is lit right now if you're hanging out with the man VIP. Um, and, Six uh, hour so, news episode. So, yeah, we got a lot to live up to tonight, but uh, this is going to be a really fun conversation. Uh, just catch us up on your MacGruber thoughts before we get into this. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to, you know. I mean, so much has happened with MacGruber since yeah. uh, I last recorded. Um you know, still, still very positive feelings towards MacGruber. Nice. Uh, still find it quite funny. Have you seen MacGruber's uh, Twitter? And I'm serious. They opened a Twitter. No. This is in the early days of Twitter. Um, they really need to delete this, honestly. Like it's not <laughs> helping. But it's it's the funniest thing ever. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm not gonna read or <laughs> right. commend any of the tweets. But this was an actual promotional thing for the movie. I'm pretty sure on Will Forte's phone, but it was real. And it tweets like every four years now, but it's Groob's um, six nine is <laughs> honest to God, and I'm not making any comment on the handle, but it is a pretty nice handle. It's all I'm gonna say. And uh, but it's it's uh, it's fantastic. I went through. I hadn't looked at it in like five years, and I was cry laughing at some of the <laughs> some of the tweets. But but not for the faint of heart. And super rated R, much like MacGruber. So yeah. yeah. I will say I did finally watch the new Mission Impossible last night. Yeah. And there, there is a line where um what's his name is like 15 minutes until <laughs> and I was yeah. I, I said out loud, "You've got 15 minutes, MacGruber?" <laughs> it's just I don't know. It would be a great so... addition to Ethan Hunt's team. He'd be I a bet. great addition to any team. I mean, <laughs> at this point it's just comical the way they I don't know the way he runs and there's all these like long tracking shots of him running. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I find it so funny. So I think MacGruber would be a great addition. to Yeah. Name one, name one franchise. MacGruber would not be a great addition to. That's, that's the hardest thing. The help would be tough. (laughs) That's not, I mean, franchise Richard, not a one off. Uh Well, you haven't read my fan fiction, but okay. I I definitely haven't. Uh, (laughs) Good answer, though. Well, all right. Let's get into uh, this A Simple Favor talk. This is a movie that's been out for a few weeks and uh, gotten a few requests from it. um, Number two at the box office. And um, doing pretty well. number two. That means number two. And so here we are, and Brian... Kick us off with general thoughts on this and uh, what your experience was like seeing it. You saw it a few weeks ago, I understand. So do you remember it at all? Because <laughs> I saw it last night. Yeah. I forgot a lot already. Yeah, it's not the most memorable movie that I've seen this year for sure. Uh, yeah, Lindsay and I would see this. And I don't know if you guys have the same experience. Richard doesn't because he doesn't watch movies that aren't for this podcast. I don't know if you do, Kent. I I watch movies differently when I'm just going to see a movie versus I know that I'm going to be talking about this for 45 minutes. Uh, there's like a, I don't know, it's like a different part of my brain that gets accessed for a movie we're going to be reviewing versus something else. And so I initially did not think we were going to be doing an episode on this, so I just kind of sat back and watched a kind of did the like oh just try to enjoy a stupid movie instead of like analytically deciding whether you know all that sort of stuff um so it is a different 
when we decided we were doing this episode, I was like, oh, now I've got to go back and try to think of what was in the movie and if it was good or bad and how all that worked. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, honestly, but that is how my brain works. Anyway, I thought that it was a, an interesting concept. I, lo- I I think the casting is really good, especially Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is very good, and this is a um, a very good usage of her abilities and her just kind of general um her awkwardness that is just part of her i I assume her everyday life and at least her on on screen persona Uh, i thought she was used really well and lively was was i think was in the right role i don't i don't know honestly if blake lively is a good actress or not or if she was used properly or not here it it was it's a she's a lot more roller coastery to me than uh, Kendrick was, but I but I did think she was well cast, and I like Henry Golding post Crazy Rich Asians and stuff. So the casting's good. The, the concept is interesting. I'll give Paul Fa- uh, Feig, Feig, I don't know. We, we talked about this beforehand, and I immediately Feig. forgot. How to They're it. all correct. <laughs> You're the one that looked it up. I know. I know. Part. I had to listen to it on YouTube for 30 seconds. Uh, Feig, I think. I, <laughs> so I think it's real. Fig. I really do. Okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's an there's... I think it's an interesting concept. I, I, I can't say that I feel like it's it's good in execution. And we've had our, our uh, ups and downs with uh, with old Fig on this show <laughs> over the years. And yeah, he's made some good movies. Yeah, he's made some really good TV shows and a good movie and a really bad movie that he just insists is a great movie. So I, I don't know. Power it's... move though. He was kind of the original. In our political climate, and I'm not right. Yeah, you know no. where you just decide something's good, and you're like, you're everything else is fake news. He was real yeah. trailblazer on that front. Uh, Paul Big Fig Fig 2024. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Yeah. So look, it, it's in the end. I think my my big complaint. I there was no world in which this movie was going to be like an A plus. I don't think. Yeah. No. Um. But that's fine. Like, who cares? You know, plenty. Of, we see we see a hundred movies a year for this show, and lots of lots and lots of them are not ever in any world going to be A pluses. For me, the issue is the the sort of intersection between goofy buddy comedy and serious Hitchcockian thriller, and that. I don't I think there are parts that work very well on both sides of that. I don't think for me that it works well as a combination. Like the the way those two parts come together doesn't doesn't hold up to me and it feels very disjointed and uh not it doesn't have a lot of flow from a, a tonal standpoint. So that's that would be my big issue. But uh yeah, you, you know, there are moments that I enjoyed and 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 I really maybe most of them come down to Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'll say, you know, Blake Lively, her part in, in my thoughts on this are, are, are conflicted as well. There's, this is certainly, it's a, it's kind of a cool script. I can see the, the, uh, you know, why this would be, um, opted in, you know, and, and made, it's, it's certainly an interesting script and, and Anna Kendrick is, is, I'm not even like, for some reason, she's one of those people that like, I respect totally. I think she's awesome. And, but then also something about me doesn't like her in movies. It's weird. I don't know what that, you know, we all have those people that just like rub us the wrong way. And yeah. she rubs me the wrong way. And like, but intellectually I understand she's awesome and she's really good in this. And she's, she's a fabulous actress. Uh, Blake Lively. I, you know, I liked uh, a lot of her character. I didn't understand 
why she had to be a, a, a vice president of a major defense organization halfway through <laughs> and a fighter pilot. Those two things were weird. Didn't get that. Um, but, you know, Green Lantern. You, yeah. Uh, but no, other than that, I think, you know, th- there's some Andrew Randall's is someone who I, it, well, we'll talk about the supporting. I know Brian has some <laughs> takes on the supporting uh, cast because you're a huge gene smart stand always have been always will be won't apologize for that Frazier for life um but uh no but andrew Reynolds is good in this he's he's a he's someone that like i just like he he is his light up a stage or screen quotient is better than he is an actor i don't know what it is about him he's in i know you this is a weird richard take but like there's his scene and i quit on girls after like season two good for a lot of reasons but his scenes on girls just make it pop. He, he's awesome. And Book of Mormon's great. And he's he's good. And I just like, you know, he's one of those people that just has a lot of charisma. Uh, but when Cardinelli broke uh, up. Cardellini, come on. Yeah. Pardon me, Cardellini. Yeah. Cardellini, she broke up according to Panga and will never be forgiven. <laughs> ever. 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 So, well, I think it's a Paul. Even if there's a fire. Yeah. When it's, she it's, showed uh, up on the screen, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> don't care i'm out when her, when her name came up in the pre in the credits or whatever you know, I, out. I didn't see the movie <laughs> Lindsay turned to me and was like oh no like i can't believe you tricked me into seeing a linda cardellini movie and i just <laughs> i stood up at the front and gave a seven minute speech on Corey and topanga and just it was it didn't go over well but uh i it's didn't the kiss her it's the I, you know? it was crazy for me because i was five seasons into mad men and i was like this might be the best show ever <laughs> <laughs> and then i had to quit I mean, that was hard. I don't know. That's how, how I felt Gooby Doo cinematic universe. I was so bummed. Gosh, freaking Linda. <laughs> you were in that made your Matthew Lillard back tap really off. Awesome. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> went all in. Yeah, all in. A little too soon. I think it's a Paul Fig requirement to have <laughs> somebody from Freaks and Geeks in here somewhere, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. You know who'd be great for this? Linda Cardellini. I'll call her up. Um. No, she's great. I I really I'm I'm all te- I'm all team Cardellini. You guys are team Topanga over there. Go go. She is Danielle Fischel or whoever. And she went to the same uh, college as as the Condor, so that's one. <laughs> she one thing she lights up the screen. Speaking of that, um, but yeah, we need Ellen's thoughts on a simple favor. What you got? Um, yeah, my thoughts are a little a little mixed too. I definitely. I'm kind of with you, Brian. I think if I had been watch in the reverse, if I had been watching this just to watch it and enjoy it, I think I would have had a better time. But I went into it knowing that I was going to be recording with you guys, so I had mm-hmm. kind of more of a critical mind about it. Um, because it's not, I I think it's I it's not a bad movie. Yeah, honestly. totally. Oh, and I totally agree. There are some elements that I thought really really worked, um, and some that I kind of. We're a little eye rolly, um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of what mm. made it work was Andy Kendrick. I think in mm-hmm. someone else's hands, a lot of these scenes would have totally fallen flat. Um, yeah, and I guess like, we can get into like specific scenes later, but um, yeah, just in general. And then, yeah, I'm with you. I literally was thinking, I don't know if Blake Lovely is really good or if she's just so gorgeous. 
and charismatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. distracting that, you. For like, like I, I've always thought that with Margot Robbie too. It's like she's just so stunningly beautiful that it distracts us from her acting ability. I don't know, but I, I don't mean, care at this point. Blake Lively is getting there. Yeah, I mean, there was a scene or two where I think she definitely kind of had her moments, and that you know really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of hers. Just in life i definitely follow her instagram i think maybe one of my favorite parts about this whole thing has been all of the awesome suits she's been wearing on the press tour Mm. um but that's it kind of made me it kind of made it difficult for me to be all in with this character because from everything i know and love about blake lively it's quite opposite of who she really is um sure uh but then again maybe that's just i don't know her doing this character well i don't it's hard it's really hard to say yeah no i, um, I totally agree with you on that it's, i actively went back and forth yeah um but yeah i and then so this is also based on a novel which i is interesting enough to me i don't know because i felt the script was just kind of weird and wacky mm-hmm. same here yeah yeah that's a weird it, I'm interested. I'd be interested in somebody. I don't want to read the book. I'm I'm fine, but I would be interested to hear the um how much similarity there is between it. Because you're right. Like it didn't. It felt in in a lot of parts. It felt very Paul Feige, Feige, whatever. So I and that's it was strange. It was it was odd to think that this was. I would I would love to know how much came from the book and how much was uh, added as they went. We well, knowing a lot was yeah, added. I mean, knowing how Paul Fig is so into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh every time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, he has taken such a you know feminist stance, which you know, good for him. Love that. But I feel like he tried to cram in a lot of mm-hmm. yes. ideas and symbols into this movie. That I mean, all of them being about gender stereotypes and. I don't know. It, I felt like he threw too many ideas in there and we can get into that later. But I was, cause I wrote down some things. I was like, Oh my God, he's saying this. And now he's saying that. And now he's saying this. And I'm oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, Brian, did you have, have anything? Yeah, that was, I've got, I've put mine out there. What, what about you, Ken? I don't think we've heard from you on. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of a, a win for Anna Kendrick's career. Um, keeps her uh, relevant post Pitch Perfect cinematic universe after that kind of died out, and um, she's great. And in the uh, till the, the reboot, I th- yeah, yeah, exactly. Jo- that- Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Rebel Wilson part. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, <laughs> Fat Amy. <laughs> now I'm in. Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix is Fat is Amy, fat full Amy. fat suit. <laughs> All <laughs> right, I'm kind of in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think this was a, a win for her. Um, Paul Fig, 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 or whatever it is, is um, in need of a hit. And uh, this is a hit enough. I don't think it's a great movie, but I think it worked to the audience that it was uh, intending to work on. Kind of a mid uh, you know, to late summer hold, uh, holdover movie. A little bit of horror element, kind of a thriller, but kind of comedy, kind of lighthearted in some some spots. And I'm with you, Brian. Uh, felt like it could have gone all in on one of those, and yeah. didn't really 
choose which one it wanted to go uh, down. For example, um, it's non-spoilery. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with like uh, the plot or anything like that. But uh, there's a scene where they're in the office of nylon uh, fashion or something like that. And there's one of those scenes like uh, where the secretary keeps answering the phone, but is you know you know like Anna Kendrick's trying to ring up the. She, she, you know, she walks up to the desk and the person's on the phone and she keeps answering the phone, like trying to get her attention, but it goes on for like seven minutes. Or if you yeah. know, it feels like there's just so many bits in the movie that go on for way too long. And it's in the middle of, you know, we created this really tense moment and we're wondering about this murder or whatever it is. And then this uh, stop down for a improv scene or, or whatever, you know, <laughs> improv dance or whatever it is. Uh, so, that and just his directorial style, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, just something that feels very uh, TV like, very sitcom y. Um, this movie feels like it's just one shots assembled together. And I, you know, I counted, yeah. I counted, you know, I don't know how many minutes went by where it was just one shot, one shot, one shot on this, one shot on Lively, one shot on her, one shot. And there was no chemistry between the actors because it was just like over the shoulder reaction shots. And that's his style. He just turns on the camera. He lets it roll and he's like, all right, let's do it. And he takes the best takes. And that's what you get when you get an Anna Kendrick sizzle reel at the end of the day. And when you put all those takes together and the best of her takes from all that stuff, it's going to be pretty good, right? And it's one way to do it, but I, I like the two shot, get both the actors doing it, you know, do it in multiple takes, but, um, it just felt, I don't know, it felt, it felt very uncinematic and this is a screenplay. You're right. That I think had some potential and a story that is very similar to a movie we reviewed a few weeks ago, searching, which I think after seeing this, I think search, I have a lot more respect for what searching was able to do. <laughs> Because sure. that was a lot more engaging and went a little bit more all in on the uh, on the Hitchcockian element and the thriller part and a twist here or there, but still had some humor elements to it. It wasn't completely just totally depressing, even though a movie about a you know murder or whatever can be. And this never really found the medium for me, but um, you know it had some lighthearted moments, um, had some moments that were thrilling, not not thrilling, but uh, kind of twist moments that. Uh, I didn't see coming, so that was good. And but overall, it, it really never found a tone, and it was pretty inconsistent throughout uh, in terms of what it wanted to be for me. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, RB, yeah, I mean, it's a man. This is a weird one for me. It's you know, it's there's a lot, there's a ton to like here, um, and then all, all at the same time, it feels kind of meaningless to the culture at large. You know, it's just it's a movie that made money. And it's just feels it, like the girl on the train from a few, a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. Or is, like the Murder on the hype, Orient though. Express or one of those. It's just like it, it serves its purpose to an audience of For sure. people who read the book or right. uh, fans of the director or an actress or an actor that's involved. And that's really all it's intended to do. This just doesn't. It doesn't have a broad marketable appeal. It's just a very low risk, low everything, you know, uh, how much was this? $20 million. Yeah. See, mm -hmm. uh, I yeah, mean, no, this is, this is, a you know, a, a, definitely by all means a success, uh, financially for sure. a lot of people involved, you know, mm -hmm. they're all, you know, and, and, it, and it should be, it's not, 
by any means a bad movie. Um, but it's just like this. This is the kind of stuff that should be, you know, what Netflix is going after of these kind of this kind of quality of 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 film because, you know, it makes it's super watchable. It's it's good, you know, it, but it doesn't. And then you're kind of immediately over it the minute you go to the theater. And that's what makes movies like Gone Girl so incredible is that they kind of operate in this genre and this shows the difference between <laughs> Paul Fagg and and. Uh, and David Fincher is like, oh yeah, directors matter. Like on, because you kind of get into, ah, it's a script, and you get good actors, and then you just turn the cameras on, and you're like, no, you know that movie sticks in your brain forever, and this is like immediately gone, whatever. But that doesn't mean it's not super effective in the film, and 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 it's it's great for, it's a, it's a crazy awesome like feminine, you know, led cast, even from the into the supporting roles, with a few exceptions. And they bring it, and that's and that's one thing that that uh, Fag has really put his flag down on um, over the last few years with with mixed success. But I think it's an admirable. I do like the thing of like I'm gonna do feminine led from the Heat to which was good, and the Ghostbusters, which um, you know was not. I mean, but, answer the call. Know, it's called answer the call. Come on. I've been told. <laughs> I've been told otherwise. So maybe it's great. Uh, but it's still, I like that he does that because that's, those are voices that yeah. need to be heard. No, it's good. And yeah. it's like super admirable and cool. It's just like when it sucks, like we, we're still allowed to say, say it sucks. You don't get, it's kind of the SNL bit we were talking about a few weeks ago. Um, so, you know, I, I, this is, is something that the parts were all very good with few, you know, Blake Ivory had some, like you said, Ryan, roller coaster is a great way to put it. She super and some. And, and not in others, but you know, maybe the sum is less than the parts in a weird way. And that I didn't care about this. And I saw it today and I'm already like, I'll never think about it. as soon as we de- we're done recording this episode, I'll never think about this movie again. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it sucks, but it just, it's weird, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Let's move into spoiler territory now before we dive deeper into this, because um, it's hard to talk about these kinds of movies without, going into plot details so if you haven't seen this and you want to you don't want to be spoiled uh turn it off do whatever you need to do all right spoiler alert uh so there's a scene kind of early in the movie when uh they find uh they find blake lively's dead body in the lake and anna kendrick moves in with her clothes and everything and then it turns back and like all the clothes are back in the closet after she just cleaned it out right there's that moment I was like, whoa, that was that was kind of weird. What just happened? And that's never kind of really explained uh, that she came back to her house and redid her closet or something. But that was a very good use of a kind of, um, I don't know, leading us in a direction where we're going to question things going forward. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of stuck to the guns early on that, but really drifted towards the um, – crazy ex revenge on a lover scorned for insurance fraud bit way too early instead of focusing on, all right, where is she dead? Is she not dead? Uh, what's going on? Because yeah, I guess if you cast Blake lively in this movie, you've got to have her in it more. Is that why they did that? Because all of a sudden she's just back in the movie alive and 
it, it felt that when she was back in the movie alive, I was like, is this a flashback? I didn't know if they'd actually brought her back in that way. You know, it was like, yeah. there, there's no reveal or anything. It's just kind of like, she's like, I don't know. She he calls her on the phone or what, what is the reveal? It's just very a matter of fact, like, Oh yeah, she's still alive. And we, we've been meant yeah. to guess this entire time, whether, she, right. what, whether right. what's going on, if she's dead or if, who murdered her? If somebody did, is it the husband? Is it Anna Kendrick? Did she murder her in her split personality or whatever? Because she's kind of uh, uh, detail oriented or whatever they hint at in her uh, personality. So a lot of questions I had were immediately erased. I don't know halfway through mm-hmm. this, and then I was just kind of like, "All right, let's just let's just get this done." You know, it it, it peaked yeah. way too early. Yeah, it didn't build very well. No, if, on the thriller standpoint, for sure, and it. And I think that that's part of my hang up with with the movie is in general is just like I I never felt like I never felt like there was a transition from the comedy side to the thriller side, and that I for me I I needed that to buy into what was actually happening on screen and to be invested in it and care about what was. But there's not really there's not a transition and there's not there's no real build to it. So it's just like you know they're buddies. And then she's dead. And then very quickly we know, well, she's not dead. And I did, I never, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe other people had different experiences, but there was never to me any question of what was happening. I mean, like the main, the big reveal, I mean, again, we're in spoiler territory. I, I didn't know she had a twin. And I, I, at some point, I was like, "Okay, I think this is going to be a twin thing," and then she did turn out to be a twin. Right, but, but, that it's was, come, but, it, but they never even hold on and twin. <laughs> I yelled at the theater at one point. Is that cool? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there was never any real doubt about her still being alive, and I I feel right. like that needed to be exploited a little bit more to make the thriller aspect really like the scene where the clothes are back. That's a cool scene but then it's like one minute and then she's on the phone with her. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's nothing in there to leave you hanging or to make you guess or to get your mind working on this. You're just kind of like, if for a thriller, it, it very quickly became a, let's just, okay. I just kind of want to get to the conclusion of this. And that's, I feel like is, I don't know. I, I take umbrage with, I saw a lot of positive reviews that were kind of, throwing out the the Hitchcockian tag and and I mean I think that's what it's going for but I I, I don't think it was effective on that front I, I don't know it, it just seemed like there's a there's a little bit not a little bit there's a lot missing to make those those elements stand up or or on the other side though I think you like I said I think I think if you kind of minimize those sequences and make it uh, I don't know, like a a Barry Sonnenfeld type comedy, you know, like a darker edge. I, I felt like that could have worked, and and instead we're just kind of stuck in the middle for me. I don't know, uh, Alan. What what are what do you like? What do you not like? What let's go deeper. What's what's yeah, the... hit those notes. Yeah. Uh. Well, first of all, with that whole closet scene, I didn't believe for a second that anyone would just toss out Blake Lively's wardrobe. <laughs> Sure. It's a great point. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same. Uh, Couldn't believe it. I almost left the same. theater, actually. I, I did. had a like, dollar. You're just going to throw away those shoes? Something sure. Blake Lively. I mean, jeez. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think like specifics because I, I did write down a bit. I kind of saw the twin thing coming and I am really big on like trying not to figure out movies even mm. when I can totally see it coming just because I don't know. Yeah, I try not to not ruin fun. it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. As soon as they kind of, you know, alluded to that she was still alive, I was like, oh, I bet it's a twin. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, particularly kind of, I guess, in the beginning, I really did not like Blake Lively's character at all. Um, it kind of took me so a like few minutes. Happy she got murdered or whatever. It's like, well, no, it like might be a better relationship got- for Anna Kendrick. This is good. No, but I mean, I don't know. It, well, it took me a few minutes uh, kind of during that scene where she first invites her over and they're having martinis. And and I, I just kind of hit me. I was like, oh. Are are we trying to do a thing where she acts like a stereotypical, like powerful, like man and is like, you know, just being like really brash and stuff or and like we're just trying to flip everything on its head. And is this what this whole movie is going to be like? And if that's so, I don't know if I'm going to like that, mm-hmm. um, which it kind of eased up on that, I think, a little bit. Um, but I I do feel like that was a lot of what they were trying to build into that character. Um Mm-hmm. Which is fine, I guess. I mean, trying to flip stereotypes a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess as the plot went on, um, I did kind of like, I mean, even though it did kind of jump back and forth between trying to be funny, trying to be thriller, trying to be, I don't even know. Um, I liked Andy Kendrick's character arc a little bit. Um, the whole stopping, stop apologizing. And I liked mm-hmm. the scene where she kind of dressed down Blake Lively's boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Violin office, please hold. Violin <laughs> office, please hold. Um, Nylon office, please hold. Um, but yeah, Nylon I mean, office, please hold. <laughs> that that I'm I'm only halfway through, guys. With the, with the joke. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about the side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the detective a lot. I like how he kind of saw right through. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone in a way. Um, and I liked the insurance agent just cause I loved her in Fargo, but it was good to see her. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had that, that same thing. I was like, you know, I mean, that she is a, um, she's not like a well-known actress, but she is a, she's kind of, her face is hard to, forget you know she has a very unique look and i was like oh that's that's fargo girl so she was she was fun always here for anyone from fargo that wants to pop up Uh, oh yeah oh yeah so so am i oh yeah well uh so what did the fact uh that emily's husband uh ex-writer uh what was the commentary there the fact that he was a writer that didn't have a hit in a long time, but she liked his books and, and Stephanie, Anna Kendrick. That's why she fell in love with him was because of his books. I just didn't know, like, did it make a difference that he was a writer in any of this? Or was that just like his something Paul Feig or Feig or Feig or what, <laughs> what, what, uh, what's her name? Darcy Bell, who wrote the novel mm-hmm. was just, mm-hmm. uh, maybe because she's a writer. She wanted to, him to be a writer. I just didn't know if that mattered. I was like, why am I caring that this guy's a writer? I kept waiting for that to matter. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it was just character 
development or backstory yeah. or gotcha. whatever. That's what I took it as anyway. But and it adds to the the element of like the desperate the desperation. Like the, this you know? failed writer murdered his right. wife. Yeah. Right. Failed writer plus, you know, the money troubles that Blake Lively's character mentions and things like that. So I I don't know. I think it's just trying to establish I guess trying to give the the viewer doubt of like maybe he did do it, but then the movie just kind of I don't know, railroads right through that. And you never really you never really build to that ever, I don't think. Is this like the fifth movie this year that's got heavily involved in vlogging? Is that a like a giant like why is every movie has to have a vlog or somebody's vlogging or doing I don't this is a big big player in this one that her YouTube channel was blowing up in this uh, worked way better scene. in eighth grade. Oh no, this movie, big offender in the file scene department. <laughs> she's in the library with the files, with the folders when she's looking up the photos of the I need she goes, I need every <laughs> I need every newspaper headline from nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty four. What does she say? Something like that. And uh, well, it's yeah. just a four minutes of files. It's a classic. <laughs> All right. Um, any other thoughts on the twist? Or did, the only thing that kind of threw me off was the tattoos. But I mean, anybody can get a tattoo, right? Any twin right. could get a tattoo. But um, I didn't understand. I was like, either this is an insurance fraud scam, or it's some. Oh, oh, it's an insurance fraud. Okay. All right. Cool. Moving on. It didn't really. If you're gonna do it. A, murder twist kind of thing it, it feels a bit disingenuous or kind of a cop-out to do the insurance i filed an insurance policy i'm trying to cash it in thing um motivation wise for uh for one of these mm-hmm. all right all right um let's hit great the, yeah okay oh, go ahead. i was gonna say i did think that the the scenes with the twin was kind of more of like gladly stronger scenes Mm-hmm. The whole bit with the lake, mm-hmm. I you know I feel like that was oh yeah that was when I was, was all in. I was up. like okay yeah she is acting, <laughs> um but yeah that was very very messed up. That um, was, uh, but and I yeah. didn't I didn't mind the vlog I kind of liked it I felt like that was kind of a way to see. The oh it was fine of... in this it's just like I feel like I've seen ten vlog movies <laughs> this year it's just a a cliche that I, I've noticed recently uh, it works well in this for Anna Kendrick she's uh. She doesn't need anyone else in a scene but her. That's she's she's great. She can she can do it all. All right. Um let's hit those grades though. Um Ellen, if you wanna grade it out first on Paul Fig, 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 and a simple favorite. Figgy Fig, Fig. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say I do think it was pretty effective in some ways, especially with um a lot of the switching up of gender stereotypes and all that kind of stuff. I did think Anna Kendrick was, did shine in this. Um, it, I'll give it, I'll give it a B plus. Okay. I'm going to roll with the, uh, with a B. I think this is a B, but it's a B that I'll, um, might not watch this again. I don't know. Why, <laughs> why would I, 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 I don't know. It just, it was yeah. disappointing. I was disappointed. I and mean, now that I know what happens, I don't. I don't care. It's one of those like, yeah. Once you're, once you know the twist, it's very hard to get back in unless it was oh, the ride was well worth it. The ride wasn't wasn't there, so it's, it's mm-hmm. a B. It's a B. Uh, it's a perfectly good airplane movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I get why the Rotten Tomatoes score yeah. is so high because it's hard to say this movie stinks. Right. 
you know, it is over that threshold for sure. But it's like never going to think of or see it again. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go B minus just so we have the full B spectrum covered. So, Brian, you're <laughs> the tiebreaker here. What yeah, I'm with going? you. I'm with you. I'm B minus. It's like right yeah, on the that's line. That's right. Eat it, Ellen. Eat it, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> right on the B's line. B's over here, Brian and Bart. Yeah, say is like a, a fresh movie on on Rotten Tomatoes. If we if we had that kind of power, I, lo- I loved Anna Kendrick. I liked Blake Lively. You know, it looks good. We didn't really say anything about that. It has a very distinct kind of style to it, and the fashion element of that adds to it as well. And there's there's that's way more well defined than the actual like the tone and the the plot of the movie, which mm-hmm. is. But if you guys are all right, like it's it's incredibly forgettable. And it just, I don't know. It just seems like you could say, hey, man, pick one or the other. What, yeah. Which way are we going here? Because yeah. I think you could make a good movie on on both sides of that. And it just, I don't know, didn't really uh, didn't really all come together. And uh, by the way, I, th- I thought that the, the actual conclusion, the mm-hmm. twist and turns of he, she shot him and now the cops are actually coming and blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. And then to have, <laughs> to have Andrew Runnels, Randall's just... <laughs> Plow over her with the car was just yeah. the dumbest. I don't know. That was that might be worth a letter grade all by itself. Like it just was such a out of nowhere slapsticky sort of bit totally that fair. that didn't fit anything that had happened in the previous hour or more of of the movie. I don't know. It just well, he couldn't seemed... get Melissa McCarthy in this movie, so they had to at least do a <laughs> Melissa McCarthy element. That's <laughs> great. Great point. That's funny. So, yeah, and- I. His card character didn't die, so actually I'm gonna drop this down to an F minus. <laughs> hey, no. almost getting closer there to that pay that fine. <laughs> um, maybe he's because he shot it full frame too. I noticed there's not like a wide cinematic aspect ratio on this movie. That's uh, maybe kind of contributes to the TV quality it had. And and yeah, I think you're right. I think I think everybody's right. And um, Let's move on from it. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's hit those recommends before we get out of here. Weekly recommends. Ellen, do you got a recommend for us? Yeah. So I um, downloaded this book to my Audible app months ago and then totally forgot that it was there. And I know I'm kind of late to the party, but uh, past few days I've been listening a lot to Carrie Fisher's The Princess Diarist. Yeah. Um, nice. which American was, Treasure, Carrie Fisher. Come oh on. man, and Show some respect, Ellen. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's a really really good book, and her, I highly recommend listening to it. Her uh, performance in the audio is it's just so good, and she's such a talent for for writing and for just making you feel like you know her and she knows you, and. I don't know. I love Carrie Fisher. I always have. She's, uh, I've, I, I could go on and on, but that's my weekly recommend. <laughs> what's Ellen? What's your audible speed? Oh, I do normal speed. Oh. Thank you. Gosh, <laughs> thank you for being a normal person. My goodness. Ugh. Richard's always trying to peer pressure me into listening at a higher speed, and I am like, yeah, that's kind of pretentious. That's kind of. I don't know. You and I, I mean, look, I want to be on Rachel Nichols' team as well, but I can't. I, can't, I don't know. Just no, not anything I mean, conversational is weird, but I'm telling you, you don't have to go up to 1.5 like me, but if you go to 1.25, it's going to sound weird for 10 minutes, and then your ear can't. Uh, it's weird. It plays a trick on your brain, and then it sounds normal, and then 
the regular speed sounds super slow. It's a weird like trick on your brain. And then you're just that's like seven extra audibles a year. Are you listening to this at a, at a fast speed while you're driving? Yeah. Because I, mean, I know I'm, that you're in the DFW area brain. and everyone drives. <laughs> and so it's a double whammy for me. So I'm like, I'm in it. You know, I'm beaked on the old, you know, devil's dandruff. And I'm flying at 1.5 on the. No. Yeah, but I well, listen to I, one all the time. I, I just re- I moved to the DFW area about a year ago. And everyone drives like a maniac here. So I get it. I mean, you're driving like a crazy person. So you're going to listen to it. Real- <laughs> what? Where did you move from and what area of town are you in? I lived in San Antonio before, which people are notoriously slow drivers there. Um, I like I love San Antonio. And now, uh, now I live in Addison. Oh, I used to be an Addison dweller. I was, you know, we'll talk about that after the record. Yeah, I can. Addison's a good part of town. <laughs> used to have some epic nice. pool parties in Addison that Kent used to he attend. He did. Nice. When I stopped being your friend after you moved away. It was <laughs> only worth it for the uh, beach the volleyball. Sweet volleyball this, yeah, this is the freaking... <laughs> Freaking spike ball, bro. Um, a spike ball is incredible, man. It was. Times. Um, all right. Uh, so, yeah. What's that recommend? Uh, what's it called again? Ellen? The Princess Diarist. Princess Diarist. Okay. Mm-hmm. She had another one, too. What was it? What was it? Uh, drunk something? No. Oh, and I've, I've, I watched her one woman play about it so many times. Um, yeah. Now Wishful it's totally drink- slipped my mind. Wishful, Wishful drinking. drinking. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Man, yeah, Brian and I She's the best. saw she her do the best. like basically stand up and it was <laughs> it was glorious. So rest she rest was three hours late. Uh, awesome. Yeah. She was. She was. She yeah. was three hours late and was super stoned and was just went off for an hour on yeah. she was supposed to be getting interviewed by some dude at a con asking her about Star Wars, but she just took the mic, literally took the mic from the guy yeah. and walked around the stage doing stand up to the yeah. He asked crowd. like that one question, yeah. and then she just talked the rest of the time. It was brought glorious. people up on stage, and oh, her dog was out there. Awesome. The whole yeah, Gary time. Fisher was, like, was there. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was it was incredible. All right, was like the best Comic Con experience. I need to read that book. I've like ten times I've Listen. passed by it on the best early, you know, the the half price books, or whatever. And I just, I need to get it for the collection, if nothing else, because American yeah. Treasure for sure. Steven will sell it to you. Oh yeah, Steven, <laughs> producer Steven. Well, he's all in on great. the uh, he's in on the Gary Hart. We got oh, him yeah? for the Gary nice. Hart episode, the nice. Hugh Jackman movie. Awesome! So, oh yes. So you producer Stephen stands, buckle <laughs> up. <laughs> got some hot takes, I'm sure. Okay, all right, sweet, cool. All right, uh, what's your recommend, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I tried in my weekly recommends to not recommend things that have been recommended in the past, but I watched Hearts Beat Loud this last week, ah. and I love it so much. Top three of the year so for good. me. Probably my favorite performance of the year, too, Nick Offerman. He's, it's just understated and beautiful and um, sublime. Loved it. So I'm not going to say any more. Maybe we'll do a little bonus episode for the VIPs yeah, or we'll, something. Maybe we'll end the year. With, yeah, yeah, we should. But I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It's on uh amazon you have to pay for it i'm sorry but it's on the on demand whatever on demand you you choose to use and it is it's like an hour and a half long and music's incredible and it's it's great i loved it loved it loved it can't recommend it highly enough it was a uh, man the first thought i had leaving that movie I was like that's the most brian gill movie i've ever seen yeah, yeah. super yeah. Brian. I was like the, and right but on. it had a little wilco element so i thought of richard mm-hmm. 
yeah. the Jeff Tweedy. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, man, it's a year ago we saw Wilco. Yeah, that just was about a, a year ago. Our concert this month week, last yeah. year, we had a, quite a run. We had quite an October last year. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great recommend. Um, I saw it in the theater and haven't revisited it yet. So I'm planning on doing that before I wrap up the year. But it's still, still stuck with me big time. Very memorable. A lot of scenes and uh, great. I think Nick Offerman deserves a nomination. I don't know if he'll oh, get one. Sure. This is going to be a tough year, but. Right. If, if the if the vote was today, I feel like he'd get one. If the next two months don't happen, right? <laughs> sure. So, uh, but yeah, he was he he turned my head on. Man, this guy can can do some some good acting, and also the director. I don't know. I remember mm-hmm. his name, mm-hmm. Brett uh, Rayleigh. What's his name? Haley. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Um, yeah, Brett Haley. Yeah, Brett it. Haley. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, the hero. I forgot he did the hero. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one to look out for too. I think this mm-hmm. guy is a he's he's got it going on. Good good recommend. Okay, uh what about you, Richard? Yeah, I mean I know my recommend from here to the end of time is is obviously manifest, but skip that now. <laughs> and uh I want to recommend a movie that's new on Netflix as of this weekend, uh a documentary there, which is fantastic. And I highly recommend it uh, to everyone here that's recording this podcast with me, but also to your listeners out there. And it's called Quincy. It's a Quincy Jones. Quincy Carter. Uh, oh, yeah. It's all now. Unfortunately, it's not Quincy Carter. Man, um, that's yeah. I know. Well, we'll make that. Yeah, that's our we will. Yeah, we'll. We got this. We're gonna make kind of already did. So with Rashida Jones. So that's the weird part. Nice. She's also involved. Yeah, Quincy too. Um, and uh, it's called Brace Yourself. No. Um, but, uh, the, cause he had braces, a little, little zinger for you guys. Um, no, it's Quincy Jones. Bazinga. You know, we, we all know, the, <laughs> Bazinga. Bazinga. uh, the, we, <laughs> we all know the, uh, the Quincy Jones, New York magazine vulture interview last year that went crazy. It's basically a movie version <laughs> of that with lots of heartfelt and things that only a daughter could put in there. And, you know, the guy was Frank Sinatra's band leader. And an incredible musician on his own right. Some great, great uh, jazz albums. And he produced some great Michael Jackson records. And it's, you know, his body of work is, it's, you know. Rashida doesn't need to be Across all genres, almost, you cannot, you cannot screw with it. You know what I mean? It's like, he's, his body of work is, is, is sublime. So, and he's just one of the coolest people ever. And within the first 10 minutes, I can't wait for, for. Uh, you folks to watch it because it's like him hanging out with Dr. Dre and Willie Nelson (laughs) and all of them bow to his coolness. You know what I mean? It's like Quincy's definitely cooler than all three of those people and multiple others as well. Tony Bennett and, and Lady Gaga and all these people are like, Oh, Quincy's in the house. Let's party. You know, he's that guy. So, so I, I highly recommend it. And it's a, it's a really heartfelt and beautiful movie from his, one of his daughters, uh, Rashida Jones, who, you know, Jim Halpert should have ended up with. How and, dare you? Oh, <laughs> don't be those people. Don't I'm be that. People. Wow, Karen. Wow. No way. That is a, just, that is a hot sports opinion, man. I love Pam. I used to be a Pam, and not saying he did fine. He ended up fine. I'm just saying could have been somebody. Could have been Amy and, Adams. It wasn't. <laughs> but uh, no, she and it, it, no, but it's directed and, and beautiful. And I. I I encourage everyone to check it out. Excellent. Excellent. Um, 
I'm going to recommend a show on Netflix. It's back. Her new season, Bojack Horseman. Super funny. Yes. Super funny show. Worth, worth rewatching the first few seasons, uh, which I did in anticipation for <laughs> season five. And it's gold. It's golden. Might be Will Arnett's best role he's ever done. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, he's done a lot saying? of very, yeah. yeah, he's done a lot yeah. of really iconic, nuanced characters, but Bojack he's is like great. another GMC level. commercials. Yeah. Gosh. So um, there's some good uh, cameos in it. Pat Oswalt, Keith Olbermann, Richard is involved. Uh, Aaron Paul is um, well, the main guy. I'm a big, big Olbermann guy. Well, yeah. We lost Richard there. Lost. It's okay. He's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, Richard. It's been fun. Yeah. Dude, season five's great. Have you finished it yet? I have uh, not finished season five. No. Okay. I'm midway through season five. But, uh, so good. I so give good. the show a recommend uh, nonetheless. Anyone who's not on board needs to be on board. I understand they're going to run it on Comedy Central. Yeah. For yeah. non-Netflix yeah. subscribers are going to start getting <laughs> BoJack in their life. So BoJack Horseman. <laughs> It's about a guy that's a horse. Yeah. Right. Both of them can finally watch it. Yeah. Yes. Because they all because they pay for cable. They right. only watch Comedy Central, right. which is just Both, exactly. It's Both just the South Park episodes Netflix, and but... uh, The Office and then The Daily right. Show. That's the only thing they show on there, I think. <laughs> Unfamiliar with Netflix, however. A lot yes. of comedy on Netflix, Comedy Central watchers. You should maybe right. try that out. Dude, I love season five. I'm glad you I'm so glad you recommended that. Because season four is incredible and it is such a bummer like the whole yeah, season yeah such a downer it was a real I felt Louis, like uh, yeah. yeah they found the right vibe which i like i'm not complaining about it because it's incredible television season four was but mm-hmm. season five feels like they had the right kind of the right balance of like the comedy plus these the agonizing experience of being human even though he's a horse which is Saying something, but yeah, it's it's so good, so good. It's just never really explained why people are half horse, half animal, or half cat, or it's just it's the the, world we live in, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's the good. only thing season five is missing is Vincent Adult Man. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the little rascals coat guy. Yeah. Guy. All right. So funny. <laughs> but Adult Man today. I did a business. So. All right, all right. Um, good stuff, guys. Sorry, Richard had to <laughs> some he detect, he fell into the matrix or something. Um, <laughs> have, yeah, have one of the trench coats. All right. Um, <laughs> we will uh, see you guys next time at the cinema. But Brian, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter Beagle Twelve. You can find my writing at uh, madaboutmoviespodcast.com and I will by the time. Probably by the time you actually listen to this episode, I'll have something posted there at Mad About Movies Podcast. Is that a challenge? TV, TV pilots. I'm, I'm talking the best TV pilots of all time. So look forward to that. Uh, so yeah, find me find me there. Ellen, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ellen Tudus. That's E-L-L-E-N-T-O-U-D-O-U-Z-E. And on Instagram at Ellen Toodles. Um, it's all the infos on my Twitter. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. Uh, you can find me online at Kent Garrison on Twitter, Instagram, and Snap. And I will um, forward Richard's stuff if you request it. So that's the only <laughs> way that's happening. You don't get a you don't get a shout out when you bail. Um, also, you can find us on the in the VIP uh, if you like what we do. If you want more Mad About Movies in your life, uh, we do multiple episodes a week. 
but some of them are on our VIP feed and find that on madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Uh, you're talking a Star is Born, the original, well, not the original, the 76 remake of a Star right. is Born. Uh, this week we talked School of Rock last week, and it's always a good old rocking time at the after party in the VIP where the remix to Ignition is always <laughs> fresh out the kitchen. It always is. Every day. All right. Um, until then, thanks for joining us. Thanks for Batman Shane, for Brian, for Richard, for Ellen. I'm Kent. We'll see you next time at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed down and loose scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya.